Sairam, dear listeners, welcome to Fleeting Moments, Lasting Memories, where former students of Baba's schools and colleges reflect on their days of learning in the divine proximity. Today we have for you part one of our interview with an educator from Mumbai, Mrs. Yogini Suvarna. She is in conversation with Radio Sai's Karuna Munshi. Over now to Mrs. Yogini Suvarna of Mumbai. Om Shri Sai Ram. Sai Ram, dear listeners, and welcome to Fleeting Moments, Lasting Memories, a series of conversations with the former students of Bhagwan Baba schools and colleges. Our guest today is Mrs. Yogini Suvarna from Mumbai. Yogini Suvarna is an alumna of the Sri Satyasai Institute of Higher Learning and she came to Baba's fold right from the time of her birth. Yogini schooled at Mumbai's Kanosa High School. She also completed nine years of the Balvikas and Pre-Sevadal program from Mumbai. From grade 11 onwards, she joined the Sri Satyasai Junior College at Anandpur and she went on to earn two degrees from the Sri Satyasai University Anandpur campus. She earned a B.Sc. in Physics as well as a Bachelor's degree in Education. Thereafter, Yogini got herself a Master's degree in Education from the University of Mumbai. Yogini is musically talented and one of the lead bhajan singers in Mumbai. And she has also led bhajans at the Anandpur campus during her student days and continues to contribute to the Akhand bhajans in Prashantinilayam. She is also a bhajan coordinator in Mumbai and teaches bhajan singing to Balvika students there. Being an educator, she is the Maharashtra coordinator and trainer for the Sri Satyasai Vidyavahini program. Yogini is a mother of two young sons, both of whom are studying in Bhagwan schools right here in Prashantinilayam. Sairam Yogini and welcome to Fleeting Moments. Sairam Didi. Yogini, let's start with your journey to Swami. I understand it began with the miracle right at your birth. Yes. What happened? My mother was uh, in the eighth month of her pregnancy. I was to be that baby. In all the previous checkups done in the hospital, the feedback given to her by the doctors there was that the child in the womb has not developed well, as it should have in those particular months. Those days there was no sonography. And even in her seventh month ceremony, the ceremony that we have in the family as a function, all the relatives commented on you know the size of her stomach. Usually seventh month, yeah, mother quite is quite yeah, yeah quite big. So my parents, listening to all this feedback from the doctors and the relatives' comments, they were a bit tensed, quite worried. In fact, now the date of the delivery was coming close, and my mother decided to go to her native place in Mangalore. Mm-hmm. That's her maternal home to deliver. From Mumbai. Yeah, from Mumbai mm-hmm. to deliver the baby. So uh, they were waiting at the uh, Santa Cruz F- Airport, uh, the domestic terminal. They had to take an early morning 9.30 a.m. flight. Now, an announcement was made and they said that the flight would leave at 12.30 now. It was delayed. So my parents were waiting in the waiting lobby. They saw at that time Indra Devi coming to the same place, the launch. Indra Devi. The lady, the yoga lady. Yes. One of the yes. earliest Western devotees of Baba. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. This was somewhere, I think, in June, July. 
the incident that happened at the airport. In May, they had seen her, so my father has also read a book about her, so they immediately recognized her and they went up to her. She said she has just arrived from Puttaparthi after having Swami's darshan. Now, they recognized her and then they went up to her just to say Sairam. Now, she looked at my mother and she said, You have a health problem. She doesn't know my parents. She said, I have a Japamala created by Swami. And he has said that if the person who has health problems held it in his hand, then he would get cured. So she gave the Japamala to my mother and my mother held it with cupped hands. And she also touched it to the stomach, you know, with the babies. Then she also took out a little box, which she said Swami has given to her. It has Akshaya Vibhuti, Vibhuti that does not get over at all. She gave this a little Vibhuti to my parents at that time to have. And she took out a little bit of paper and put some Vibhuti in that. And she told my mother, at the time of delivery, you take this again. That was it. Then my parents went to Mangalore. After a few days, when the next checkup time was there, my parents went to the doctor there in Mangalore. The doctors checked and said that everything is just normal. Now this nothing was to worry about nothing anymore. to worry about it anymore. In one month, everything had changed. Yes, the doctors in Mangalore just said everything was just normal, and even the delivery happened smoothly. And the only thing that when I was born was my right foot was a bit bent up. But doctors said that that's a normal phenomena with, you know, the child cramped up in the womb. Then a little plaster for three months, my right leg had to be in plaster. Well, he had many projects in mind for you. So he cured you in time <laughs> because he had much work for you to do. And then I understand your childhood days were spent with Swami being the center stage of your life and that of your parents. Yes, yes. My this was mostly in Mumbai, I'm guessing. It was both in Mumbai and Parthi. Uh -huh. All my vacations, the place of my vacations was Parthi. Somehow Swami had it in mind for me that either I'm in Mumbai or I'm in Parthi. My parents used to get both of us. So did you not ever go to like people go to sea resorts or hill stations for their holidays? You always came to Puttaparthi? Yes. Actually, if you see during those days, the concept of hill stations and all has come maybe more towards the after 80s, 90s. Then there was either you stay at home or you go to your native place. Mm -hmm. At least for us, it was like that. Mm -hmm. But we had only one native place that is Parthi. So my parents, they waited for our vacations to begin. The next day, we had the ticket and all four of us, my parents and me and my younger sister, we would all be straight on the train to Parthi. And if you remember Parthi during those days, 1974 or 75, my mother said I was one and a half when I came to Parthi first. That would have been 75. We had to come up to Dharmavaram station, railway station. And then there were no autos then. So we had to take the horse Tonga. It was called Jatka. Jatka. Yes. The Tonga ride. And we had to go to the bus station in that rickety have a Tonga ride. But we as kids used to love that. We never knew any vacation other than this. This was really our vacation. The only thing was the heat. The place was very hot. AP was very hot. Even now it is. Maybe then it was more. I think it was hotter then. It, it has was really hotter cooled then. off now. Yes. By comparison. Yes. It is a bit more greener now. It used to be dry then. And then the rickety bus ride, the state transport buses all the way to Parthi. But all these things didn't matter. And we had to carry lots of luggage because here we had to stay 
there was only one Ganesh shed. There was nothing else. The mandir and then uh, near Ganesh uh, temple on the left hand side, if you face Ganesha, there used to be a Ganesh shed. And the devotees would come and stay there. So I remember my parents carrying mats, blankets, if it was winter, so many bed sheets. For four of us, we had lots of luggage. And also my mother used to carry a stove because we were little at that time, you know, for boiling milk. Food we would have in some hotel outside the ashram. But she would carry a few utensils and stove. And I remember even bucket for bath. There would be no bathroom inside then. We had to go outside. There were mats tied and we used to have bath there. And also my mother said that we would go to the Chitravati road either to have bath or to wash all the clothes, you know. So these were those days. This is my parents' memory. I don't remember these days because I was really small. I remember the days when uh, the other sheds had come up. You know, after the Ganesh shed, there were these other sheds which had come up. There were no west buildings at that time. So then afterwards, I have memories of staying in the W1234, whatever. So so did you, uh, as a child, have opportunities to have an interaction with Baba? Yes, Darshan was the most powerful interaction, actually, if you mm-hmm. see. That is more than enough. Right. We don't need, because there was no hustle bustle. There was no jostling for Darshan. You just came and you just sat on the sands. There were no arches also at that time. It was a white compound wall, you know. I just still remember with those lotus lotus flowers. In between. Yes, and we were little children. We were never allowed on the first line. So even if mother got the first line, we had to, you know, in between two ladies, we had to push ourselves to have Darshan of Swami. And the sands would be so hot in summer. And afternoon Darshan was tough. Yes. And it was very early. So you had to come out and line up at 3.34 under the blazing sun. Yes, yes. So either it was so hot or sometimes it would be raining and nobody would get up and go anywhere. There was nowhere to go because there was just open space everywhere. And I remember days when you're just sitting and waiting for Swami to come. Swami had not yet come and it would be raining. And you know, you're getting drenched. The water is soaking through your clothes and it's flowing down. You can see water flowing down everywhere. But no devotee is budging. There must be just four or five lines of devotees at that time. Maximum six lines, seven lines. It was not more than that. And then the rain would subside and Swami would come. (laughs) And he would be totally dry and we would all be nicely drenched. It was a beautiful feeling. These are my strong memories of childhood because I was small. So these are some strong memories that have remained in my mind. Mm -hmm. Either it's the rain or it's the hot sun. You can't sit. You're getting baked from down. And then also I remember Swami walking. There was no music being played. Only the birds, you know, mm-hmm. chirping of the birds. And During Swami would Darshan, come. it was yes, very quiet. Yeah, very yes. quiet. There was no music at all. Swami would come, he would just walk around. He would come from the mandir itself, right? He used to live in the mandir. Walk around and then he would look, he would interact, he would take letters, he would stand, sometimes talk. So many times I've had the opportunity of him standing just in front of me and just staring at him from there. You take namaskar. Sometimes he creates vibhuti. One day my mother said this incident that we were really small and we were sitting with my father on the gent side. And the lady next to her, Swami created vibhuti for her. And my mother in her mind told Swami, I wish my children were with me. Because he was putting the remaining vibhuti after he gave that lady to the little children around. He was putting it for them on their forehead. So she was just thinking, I wish my two children were with me. Then Swami would have put Mm -hmm. for them. 
and she did not know that Swami just walked to the other side. She does not know where my father is sitting. With my father, we both were there, me and my younger sister. Again, he created Vibhuti for someone else there and he did the Tilak of Vibhuti for both of us. No, oh, he did her mind. The same day. Same day. Yes. Mm-hmm. So was, blessed. That was a beautiful incident. And mm-hmm. also he has done the Om Akshara on the slate for both of us. So to initiate yes, into spiritual learning. Yes, I still learning. have that, yes. I see. And that worked well for you because you went through the entire Balvikas program. Entire. Actually, my parents wanted... Balvikas to start in our own house because the Balvikas class was very very far and it was difficult to take us and get back again in Mumbai so they decided since we were two and there were a few kids in our apartments where we stayed so they started the class both of them at that time you did not have all these training sessions and all that all these formal procedures you just found out what the syllabus was and you started teaching so they both were my first <laughs> Balvikas gurus too <laughs> my parents dad. yes and we had the whole lot of kids, our own friends whom we played with during the daytime. All those kids would come for Balvikas and we would have the entire drawing room used to be filled with the kids. And I just remember my parents, you know, all the din and the noise and the quiet and the prayers and the bhajans, loud bhajans with music, you know. The entire childhood days have been spent like this. My entire schooling days started Balvikas at six years and completed it after nine years with the Priya this was it. Every Saturday, group one, group two, and on Sunday, we had group three of the Balvikas. Our weekends would just go in doing Balvikas. So, Yogini, you went to a modern high school in Mumbai, and yet at home, everything around you was filled with Sai awareness. You were soaking in that environment. Did you at any point in time as a young teenager feel a conflict of interest, the peer pressure, the draws of the world on one side and the path that Balvikas was laying on the other side, a path of righteousness and truth and simplicity and humility and moderation? Was there a difficult time you were torn? Actually, by Swami's grace, the conflict was hardly ever there. Because the school in which I was studying, it was a Christian missionary school, a convent school. It was called Kanosa Convent School. We had nuns teaching us, sisters teaching us. So the Christians had the religion class and we had the moral class. So the classes would get divided. And the songs that we would sing, the assemblies that would happen. And through the day, the atmosphere had no conflict, even within our friends. Maybe the media didn't come in then. So life moved not at the pace as it is moving right now. It was much slower and quieter then. Mm-hmm. And then you made a choice to come to Anandpur. Yes. Before that, I would like to narrate one small incident from my school days. Please do. My school, Kanusa, is on the way to Dharmakshetra, where Swami comes. It is barely five minutes walk from Dharmakshetra. So, I do not remember which standard I was. Swami used to come to Dharmakshetra almost twice a year, regularly, every year, in May and in December. Now, this must have been the December visit and it was his last day and he had to go back to Parthi. Now, if he has to pass, he has to pass by my school and the school gate is just adjoining the road which he has to take to go to the airport. So, my father had told me that most likely after the morning darshan and bhajans, he will be going by at your first break time when you have your first break. So, see that you come and stand at the gate and don't miss a moment of the break because he might pass by just at that time and you'll get a closed darshan. So I was there waiting for the first break bell to ring because yes, Swami is going to pass by my school. And I ran and I stood at the gate 
with my tiffin box the whole entire 15 minutes i was just staring outside the gate all the other kids i could see at the back of me were screaming playing the normal break time how it is and i was stuck at the gate waiting outside swami didn't come the break bell rang all the kids had to go back inside there was one captain who was sending the maybe she was a 9th or 10th standard student who was sending all the kids inside now she saw i was standing at the gate looking outside i kept looking at her because i was smaller i knew she would call me any moment she gestured to me to come i thought let me have one last look before i go i just turned to look and his car came mm-hmm. there was no one else here all the other school kids had gone in Inside. and she also went in she told come and she went Wait in you. i was the only person at the school gate looking outside and his car glided and came i still it's so fresh like a video it's playing in my mind as i'm talking mm-hmm. to you now and there Swami was on my side of the window mm-hmm. you know this side he didn't look at me but mm-hmm. that was more than enough yeah, for me yeah. that was a confirmation of mm-hmm. you know his knowing that yes this girl is here mm-hmm. and he made the atmosphere so beautiful you know yeah. the quiet and all came in one on one you had your one on one darshan yes <laughs> beautiful oh my yeah. god you must have been a little girl oh god that would be a very powerful yes. experience at yes. that age yes 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 mm. lovely I must have been around 8 or 9 year old. We had an exhibition in Dharmakshetra. Swami was in Dharmakshetra and it was a Balvikas exhibition wherein each Balvikas class had put up some model or chart and all this was displayed in Shanti Deep. There was a there's a big hall in Dharmakshetra. It's a huge rectangular hall so along the periphery of the hall all the models were placed. and i was unaware of it there's another jalan mandap down it's an open place and when swami comes they put a pandal so that all the devotees can sit there many devotees can be seated there so i was seated down with the rest of the balvikas children now after some time some of us were hand picked you know you come you come you come like that some of us were hand picked and we were taken on top to go to shanti deep where the exhibition was to be and then they told us to stand one at each of the models and they told us what you have to explain about this model when swami comes i was one of them now where i was standing my model was placed was at the end of the hall after some time as i was rehearsing in my mind what i have to tell swami when he comes one of the elders he came up to me and uh, he called me and then he took me there at the place where swami would enter and there were two three of them elders they called two children then they sent one girl back and they retained me and he told me when swami comes you have to give him the bouquet of flowers i was at the end of the hall the hall had so many balvikas children he does not know me i am just some 8 9 year old kid i still have the photograph in the white and white balvikas with two chotis two plaids and then it's not that it's a very great incident but i'm just looking at it how he has tapped on me in those early days all these small small tappings that he has done have left a very big impact as i see it now i was waiting there with the bouquet waiting for him and you know how it is when people are in anticipation of swami to arrive and he had to climb a flight of stairs and he had to come up he came up as usual holding the robe in his hand and he entered even these are some of the very strong memories i have of swami of my early days he came he straight looked into my eyes and i just went forward gave him the flower and took a namaskar but this is a very 
beautiful memory that I have that he picked me from so many of them. There were two of them finally and still I was the one that was chosen. I have definitely seen his hand playing in my life from quite an early time. In fact, since I've told you it's from birth, but there were incidents where he has left such a huge impact. There's no going back, you know. There's no going back once such things happen in your life. There's another small incident during my Balvikas days itself. This was in another visit of Swami to Mumbai, where a huge number of children. I don't remember what's the number. At least two hundred, two fifty plus children, I guess. We had put up a dance ballet in the Vallabhai Patel Stadium in Mumbai. I must have been around nine, ten year old, and we were all stars. And there were these bigger preceptal boys who had become planets, and they had entered those huge round structures which looked like planets, and they had to do the spinning. And we had our dance music where the stars are moving around the planet. Swami would be seated on the stage and watching all this. And the audience are on the stage. Swami was on the stage watching, and we were all spread in the stadium. It's a huge oh, area. Okay, okay. It's a huge area. Swami in was the on the stadium, stage. Yes, yes we were displaying it. It was a night function, mm-hmm. and there were no lights anywhere. All the lights were off, and we were stars, and we had on our palms, you know, these battery-operated lights. Yeah. So you were all we glittering flicker. and yeah. glowing in the we night. We were flickering the lights. and the planets were turning down there was nice music which matched the planet mm. and the stars and somi was watching from the stage while the program was going on there was one particular step in the dance where we had to kneel down and take a particular bharatnatyam kind of pose where you have to twist your leg behind mm. and hold it with your hand so i had to twist my right leg behind and hold it with my hand now when i sat in the pose i have done this umpteen number of times very comfortably there when the program was going on i sat in that pose and i got a muscle pull and i was in pain and it was paining so much but i did not want to move though i was just one amongst the more than 100 or 200 stars you know dancing in front of yeah, swami nobody would have noticed if nobody would have go, noticed yeah. but i was small then and i did not know whether anybody would notice so i did not want to move at all and i sent a prayer a strong prayer to swami swami before the music changes please see that this goes away so that i can get up and all the while the pull was on you know for the few seconds at which i had to remain in that position and so beautifully the moment that music changed and all the children got up even i could easily get up and run you know to the next position this was something very small but it was so important to me at that time you know that one to one connection that you tell swami something and he does it for you he responds and he responds immediately that confirmation he gave with this incident which is very important in our life when you get the response immediately you know that you can do it another time mm-hmm. and it is successful he's always listening we don't remember that but it just proves that swami is always listening to everything that's going on in our heart everything we pray for yes mm-hmm. so let's talk about your choice of college you chose anandpur after studying till grade 10 in mumbai yes actually my parents especially my father he was the big inspiration for me from day 1 for anandpur i remember very clearly the hill at which we have the ad block right now the institute there was nothing there before and we used to go mountain hiking you know i told you from 75 we been there and the university has come in later around 5 6 years later so we used to do our hiking on that you know there was a water rickshaw over there and we would sit and meditate and just go about in the mountain there was nothing much over there And then my father started telling, "See here, they are going to build an ad block. A university will come up here. 
oh, what is a university? And for me, a small child did not make much of a sense. But then I remember very clearly even now, seeing the mud path being laid to go up to the university. There was a mud path, there were these trucks coming and uh, taking all the building material. Then the road came in, then the university came in. And during every of those days, Swami almost every day would go up. And we would be waiting there, you know, a few of us. There were not many people. We would be waiting in different points along the path where Swami would be coming. And we would every day catch car darshan, you know, on the way up or on the way down. Sometimes he would get off the car and talk to some of us. I remember my mother getting a Padnamaskar during one such thing. He just got off the car. He was talking to a few of us. And then she went and took a Padnamaskar. And it's an amusing incident. But I must say here, he said in Hindi when she was taking the Namaskar, Koi koi to udhari so jata hai. Referring to what? Uh, yeah, that's what. We didn't understand. Somebody, but some my, people just sleep there. Yeah, oh. sleep there. So my mother told later that when she does the namaskar at home every day, she imagines Swami standing in front of her. And also she takes, you know, Pradakshina for Ganesh, this, that. And eventually she falls asleep while doing the namaskar. <laughs> <laughs> in so her a, mind. Yeah. So he was just confirming her yeah. mental exercise. Yeah. In her mind, she does all this. this. So it takes quite a lot of time. time. And then sometimes she falls, falls asleep, asleep over there. Yeah. So then he told her when she took the namaskar. namaskar. What a nice confirmation though. Yes, that yes. Uh, it's a big confirmation yeah. that he was actually standing there for her namaskars yeah. and he must have gotten bored. Yeah. I also read somewhere that Swami said, why are you always jostling for my namaskar in the darshan? Because in your heart you can have as many namaskars as you want yes. without having to vie for attention. That's where my father would always tell when the university comes, you have to go to Anandpur. Just look at the Anandpur girls. He would always draw my eyes to see the girls going up and down. See how they are behaved. See, they are so lucky. They are studying. So I had no other inspiration, but I have to study here. I didn't have any other choice. I didn't even think of applying in Mumbai. So I didn't actually, Swami made things easy for me by just giving me one choice. <laughs> <laughs> he did not give me yeah, two, three things too to many choices from. only confuse you I think yeah he made the choice for me now mm. here now here now mm. there mm. it was like that mm -hmm. so you did your BSc physics and B.Ed bachelor's degree in education that is about four years you spent uh, and also two years two, prior yes six four, years. so six years you were a size yes. student here yes what are your fondest memories of those six years Sairam, dear listener, you just heard part one of a fleeting moments, lasting memories interview with a former student of Bhagwan's University, Mrs. Yogini Suvarna of Mumbai. She was in conversation with Radio Sai's Karuna Munshi. Please be sure to catch the next part, same place, same time, next week. Sairam. <laughs>